If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am well because it is nearly Christmas. Yes. Now, you know I love Christmas and I really do because Christmas for me is just a time of, I don't know, eating boxes of chocolates in your pyjamas and playing board games and reading lots of books and just having a lovely, lovely time. Um, It's also an occasion where I tend to use quite a lot of sellotape, a plethora of sellotape, if you if you like. Um, I wrap presents so well because I don't want any paper falling off. I don't want a reveal of what the present might be too early, uh, to the point that actually people can't really get into their presents when they're trying to unwrap them. And then there's always this sort of huffing and buffing. Um, well, we have to locate a pair of scissors so they can actually crack into the present that I've wrapped. But I think that's just part of it. Oh, and also, I suppose we've just reached the point now where everything, I think all the presents are in now. So there can't be any more huffing from my husband about all the parcels being delivered. You know, how how much have you bought? Uh, who Who's this for? Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. That's not the Christmas spirit. I just want people to on Christmas Day to be like, oh, wow, that's what you want. The wow moment. It's just so exciting. So, yes, this is a, a special for me because it's about one of my favourite times of the year. In fact, I think Christmas is is the favourite time. I love going away for a holiday. That's probably my second favourite time of the year. But but then it's very hot and I like I like winter as long as there's no ice to slip on. Um, so, yes, Christmas is my favourite time. And so I thought, right, this has to be a special. What can we do for a special? I thought, right, I will look at all the books, all the Christmas books that have been published very recently, certainly this year, um, and devise five that I really like, that I think are worth looking at instead of just the traditional ones. But I thought also we need to look at the traditional ones. What, what else is out there? What are the other favourites? And I decided this was a time to make my wishes come true. And what would I wish for? I would wish for my fave person on YouTube, uh, Lauren, to come on and join me. And that's what's happening. That's very exciting, isn't it? So Lauren from Lauren and the Books uh, is coming on and she's going to talk about her uh, top five 
uh, Christmas books as well. So we'll compare and contrast, uh, see if we can add to some Christmas lists because there's still time. There's still time to get those books, whether it's for you or a gift. Um, so you can get them in now. They can be um, presents for before Christmas Day or on Christmas Day and ones that you can read over the Christmas holidays. So don't worry. It's never, it's never too late to celebrate Christmas. Um, so... Lauren is coming on. This is very exciting. Uh, she's someone that I admire greatly. So on YouTube, there is a whole raft of booktubers, people that review books. And Lauren is my number one, as far as I'm concerned, because she's just um, positive, kind, and she just makes you feel better. She's just got that sort of joy of life. I'm, she's, it's not sugary. It's not sweet. It's just... She's just someone that I really respect and she's always got interesting books to talk about. Um, so without further ado, let's wave my Christmas festive wand. <laughs> That's the noise of my Christmas festive wand. Aren't you impressed with that? And let's talk to Lauren. So, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. This is very exciting. Um, You're so welcome. Oh, so you are Lauren from Lauren and the Books. That's and, me. And your main, well, I can't say hiding place, your main resting place is the is the YouTube, of course. Yeah, booktube. Yes. <laughs> and um, without wanting to be sucking up too much, you're the reason I started this podcast, actually. Oh, don't, really? <laughs> yes, because... Oh my goodness, you're so positive and you look at all different types of books and it's not just that, you enjoy the simple things in life as well. I certainly do. And it's, I just thought you were brilliant and um, I can't wear makeup as good as you can, so I thought, <laughs> no, YouTube is not the place for me. So that's that's why I started the podcast. So. Oh, well, I love a bookish podcast and like just to be able to have something bookish on in the background whilst you're cracking on with some chores and stuff is just or driving to work is normally when I listen to my podcast. So it's been uh, it's an absolute joy to be here. Thank you well, very much. Thank you. And to talk about Christmas. Which yeah, I was is... going to talk about Christmas. I'd love to talk about Christmas. <laughs> so how important are books to you, would you say? Well, so important. They've been a part of my life since I was as, as young as I can remember I've got a really really vivid sort of first bookish memory of my mum and dad both saying to me um have you read the line the witch in the wardrobe I think you'd really like it why don't we go and get it out from the library for you and me dropping down to the library and putting a reservation on it and it cost him 35p I remember quite oh. vividly it cost 35p um and then that arriving and me getting hold of that book and just sort of devouring it and and, and I remember that from I was in year two at school so how old is that about seven isn't it mm. so yeah from about seven and then I've always been very much into reading and then sort of when I've discovered that booktube existed I thought oh yeah let's let's make let's make this reading more of a hobby let's make it more of a lifestyle <laughs> so uh, that's what's happened for me so yeah it's, it's not only just I don't just I mean I always read for pleasure but it's become sort of like a little bit more than that in the same way probably the podcast has for you as well um yeah. to be able to read and incorporate it into sort of like a lifestyle yes. really. but love books never without a book often have a spare book with me just in case I finish that first book just love them and your series on YouTube it's not just books you're, you're about all sorts of things um, about environmental ethical things yeah. about just things that make you feel happy all sorts well absolutely because uh, although books and it's in the name I guess Lauren and the books that's the name of the channel but I, I realized quite quickly that I enjoyed using it as a 
platform to talk about other things I enjoy. So sort of like ethical fashion um, and uh, say not using plastic and things like that as well as sort of talking about some feminism and, and things like that so yeah it's, it's sort of a come and enjoy everything over here but I'm, I always try and do it with a really sort of positive happy joyful yes what's the word I'm thinking of but yeah I try and keep it light and happy and and like a bit of an escape really because there's a lot going on out there isn't there <laughs> to try and escape from um so I always try and keep it high high energy so is that then that you still have your down days but you don't record on those days are you very mindful of keeping that that cheerfulness or do you incorporate that sort of honesty sometimes well I always I, I like to think um that that I, I deal in truths like what you see on on um on the YouTube channel is is me and is my personality if you were to meet me in real life you would think well that's the same girl mm. um but d- the truth is I don't often have many down days I'm sort of like a, I've worked very hard to be, to be a sort of positive person and just to sort of keep it up here the whole time right yeah. um but yeah the truth is I don't really have any down days and I guess I guess without even having really thought about it before potentially maybe I don't record on down days which isn't obviously like a whole picture of what's going on so you've raised a good point there maybe I shall next time I'm feeling a bit down I'll record a video and say that well, I don't know it's difficult I find sometimes with the podcast as well you don't want to burden other you know you want to spread the joy yeah um, but equally you want to be honest so yeah it's a hard balance sometimes to to have but uh, no it's just wonderful and going with all the joy and the positivity is Christmas 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 <sighs> starts featuring on my channel around June yeah. uh, where I start talking about <laughs> thinking about vlogmas I take part in something on my um, YouTube channel called vlogmas where I film a video every day on the run-up to and including Christmas Eve um, and it's a big it's a big event and I have mm-hmm. to um, to really plan it and and plan what videos are going to go on what days and things like that um and start thinking of new ideas what didn't work last year what I'd like to bring in this year so yeah I start thinking about that as early as June but I love Christmas so it's really not that much of a chore to think about Christmas that early on in the year what about you are you a big Christmas lover oh my goodness I am the biggest Christmas fan my family will tell you um I often make everyone wait until the first of December and then the minute it's first of December the Christmas carols are on the Christmas ringtone on the phone the Christmas books come out every year um yeah advent calendars just just I just love Christmas. I think for me as well, it's the one time in the year where I get two weeks and work is quiet. Nice. And it's just nice. I don't know how it's going to feel this year, but normally two weeks at home with the family, board games, books. Um, might not feel quite so unique. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I normally really relish and love the days in between Christmas. So yeah. the, the sort of three days either side of which I normally take from work, and they're lovely to sort of, like you say, stay up late playing board games, read it till past midnight. But yeah, I wonder how different that, that will feel this yeah. year. <laughs> I don't know if the minute people get a vaccine, if they're just going to be outside running in city centres. Yeah, who, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? But uh, no. So if you had to say what you love most about Christmas, instead of just everything, what's the essence of Christmas for you? I think it's anticipation. I think mm. it's the anticipation of um, the day itself, which is always sort of 
not to put a downer on this, but it's always less exciting than the actual build up, isn't it? Yes. I really love a build up to things. I love hype. I love yeah. getting excited about things. So I think it's all a bit for me. The the, the constant feeling I have in in me uh, from my my birthday's at the end of November, um, and after that, that's when I know that Christmas is here, basically. Mm. So from from that point, so on the run up to my birthday, I start thinking, oh, it's my birthday coming up soon. That's very exciting. And then once that's happened, I'm like, oh, it's Christmas soon. It's Christmas soon. And just <laughs> just like you said, just the just the the being with other people type thing which again might be a bit different this year but spending some time with family David and I love to spend time um together doing Christmassy things like watching films and cooking Christmassy recipes and I read purely Christmas books in December so that's something I look forward to all year Mm -hmm. and speaking of hype I sort of again start collecting those quite early on in the year so I've got these books that I know that I'm going to read in December and I'm really looking forward to so yeah I guess I would say anticipation and uh, build up is probably the the name of the game for me when it comes to Christmas. Yes that's a that's a really good answer I think the same applies to me because once you hit that once you hit Christmas day Yes, you've still got lots of lovely things to look forward yeah. to, but it, the anticipation has gone and that can be a bit yeah. deflated. But, um, but in the same way, that, although, like like you say, the anticipation has gone, I still have, um, I always have high hopes for those days in between, the sort of the lost days where you don't know, what day is it? Well, it's the day yeah. after Boxing Day, but what day of the week is that? And like, I, I like all of that sort of not really knowing what's going on. Um, I'm very fortunate. I always manage to get my colleague and I always work it so that she works before, uh, she gets before Christmas off and I get in between Christmas and New Year off. So uh-huh. I've always got those um, those days off and sort of like just, yeah, like I said, just, just the chill days in between yeah. Christmas and New Year and just looking at your new books and, uh, oh, should we play this new board game I've got? Or yes. this is on the telly. And yeah, so I, I, I really, th- those days are a real gift to me and like you said who knows what they're going to feel like this year but they're really like slow days for me which is something that I rarely get throughout the year normally in and another year yeah <laughs> it's been full of slow days oh gosh yes I just wonder if if the Christmas TV will be as as wonderful as it is as it usually is as well yeah, I wonder they must hope. be that that TV guide will be out soon David's yeah. looking forward to getting his hands on that TV guide with a highlighter pen and working <laughs> his way through there so do does everyone expect Christmas presents from you to be a book? Is that the sort of the assumption? Um, I always tend to get everybody I know a book. Um, yeah. and, and normally I try and get sort of new releases as well. Um, mm. And sort of the stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily see sort of on um, bestsellers lists and things like that. Mm. So um, I've bought quite a few people, although this will be on bestsellers list, but I've bought quite a few people The Vanishing Half um, for Christmas yes. this year because that's a yes. book that I've absolutely loved um and I'm also going to be getting um a fair few uh, editions of uh, Loving Colour which is another book that I've really really enjoyed as well yeah. um so yeah it, it tends to be yeah people do get books from me for Christmas on the flip side though people don't buy me books <laughs> David's mum is probably the only person oh no David buys me books so David and I every year um <clears throat> I say to him oh would you go into a bookshop uh, with no prior knowledge of like books that I want or, or books that I've, I've told him I'm interested in and find a book on those shelves that you think I'll like. And that's really, really fun because wow. I always end up with books. And he's, he can take a photo of my shelves and see what's on there. So I know I'm not going to okay. get a double or anything. Um, and he's got me some really, really interesting books over the years. So this is the fourth year we've been doing it. Um, and yeah, he comes up with books that I've never even heard of. Last year, I got Power to the Princess, which is a um, a, re- a feminist retelling of fairy tales. Uh, lovely naked red hardback, absolutely beautiful children's book. And I'd never even heard of that book before. So that was really, really fun. So um, yeah, but apart from David getting me that book and David's mum 
she goes to Waterstones and buys me loads of books. And unfortunately, last year I did own two of them. Um, but she's also like gets David to take a photo of the bookshelves and send it off. But other people are just too nervous to yeah. buy me books because, I mean, fair enough. I do. I, I, I buy a lot of books. I receive a lot of books. So, yeah, I don't get so many as gifts. What about yourself? Yes, I find that I have to write them down as a list. If yeah, I've done a little list and gave it because, as I said, it's my birthday at the end of the month, and I gave my mum a list a list with books in. Um, so hopefully, I'll be getting a few of those. So. I I don't know if you have it, but people say to me, "Oh, you don't want a book. You've got enough books." <laughs> That's exactly what my mum says. My mum was like. <laughs> Oh, that list you've given me is all books. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I know. That's because that's what I want. Exactly. You can't have too many books. Yeah. That's not a ratio that exists in my mind at all. But uh, never mind. So we are here today to talk about Christmas books in particular. And um, I asked you if you've got five books that you would recommend. I have. I have indeed. Which is very exciting. I've come up with five books. I've tried to keep to five books that have been published this year. Oh, okay. Something very different. None um, of mine are published this year. So, great. There's, so that's... There's, there's not much chance of an overlap then, is there? Yes. I was very tempted. Last night, I had 11 books in my pile. I was just thinking, I've I had got... to whittle mine down. <laughs> Last Yesterday, I had uh, seven, and then I was like, no, get it down to five, get it down to five. So, I have managed to get it down. Well to done. Five. So, uh, yeah, so we should be fine. But yeah, I just thought, will it be something a bit different to look at ones that have just been published this year? So, if we take it in turns, maybe. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what is your book number one? This is very exciting. Book number one, I'm going to hold it up, although this yes. is a podcast, I'm holding it up to yourself as, it, as if it's a, a private YouTube video of mine. Uh, the first one is it's a little poetry book by Caroline Duffy. It's Another Night Before Christmas. Um, Caroline Duffy releases these little poetry hardbacks. I've got a whole selection of them. She releases one every year. Saying that, though, I don't think there's one coming this year, which is a, a, a major shame. Oh. Um, and it's a big, long-form poem, and each is illustrated by um, a different author. This one in particular is illustrated by Rob Ryan, and it's got some of the most beautiful little illustrations. Oh, yeah. Little scalloped edges, gold aspects. And this is a lovely story, a, a lovely poem about the night before uh, the night before Christmas and it's just really it's all about like I said earlier the anticipation it really builds anticipation and joy and the, the year I read this although I read this and and it's about 40 pages maybe not even that um it was one of my favorite books of the year and, and remains to be one of my favorite Christmas books it just brings me so much happiness and and joy whenever I uh, whenever I read it so every Christmas that comes out and that's one that you absolutely read. Absolutely. Oh, it, it looks beautiful and it's quite small, nice little it's square. It's so beautiful, book. yeah. And it's a really nice little um little gift to give as well. These little books that are, are uh, tiny little hardbacks are really cute. And also I, I feel a bit about Christmas books for Christmas. I feel a bit, oh well, when are you gonna get a chance to read those? Because unless you're reading them Christmas Day, you're yeah. not gonna get the full Christmas spirit. But this is completely readable on Christmas Day, or even as a little pre-Christmas Christmas Eve gift. Oh, that's a good idea. And for all ages, it seems. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lovely line in here. Let me find it. Hold on. Should have had this plan, shouldn't I? <laughs> it's about, here we go. So it said, the hush street was in darkness. Snow duveyed the cars. A stray cat had embroidered each roof with its paws. Oh, that's lovely. That's just a little bit. Oh. And it's all that good the whole way through. It's just so, so perfect. Love it. Blissful. Well, that yes, that gets the thumbs up. So my first <laughs> book is something I don't know if you've heard about this one. Oh, I'm OK. I'm holding it up. You'll know <laughs> the author. 
<laughs> I've got it. I've got I it. And I'm you. reading it. Yeah, I'm going to read it in December. It's on my TV <laughs> for December. So this book is called This Winter uh, by Alice Osman. Um, and it's part of a series, but you can read it standalone, I think. It's yeah, I would say. Just yeah. lovely. Um, it's a it's a novella, so it's about, oh, let's see how many pages, 100 pages. Um, people will have heard me review the Heartstopper series before, um, a graphic novel that's lovely. And you've got the, the characters coming back in this. And it's just about, it's about families at Christmas, the, the joys and the, and the not so joyful. And it's about all sorts of perhaps quite serious issues, mental health, eating disorders, yeah. um, sexuality, but it, it's just a lovely heartwarming book. It's all these serious issues are dealt with in a very kind, light way, I think. Absolutely. Um, and just to have this Christmas one, I think is lovely. And, and if you're not sure whether to dive into the series, you could just read this one, see yeah. what you think. And it's nice to have a YA book. I mean, it's for all ages, but I think it's nice to get a Christmas book for, for the YA market as well. So. I think so. What I love about Alice Oseman's books and Heartstopper in particular is how how alive those characters feel to me and mm. considering the books aren't sort of the most full of tech like particularly the, the the graphic novels they're not they're not full of text it's mm. it's really like the 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 drawings really bring Nick and Charlie to life for me um and yeah it's just it's just a lovely lovely series and I, I cried happy tears throughout those books just sort of like wet eyes of just lovely and I've really got high hopes for that Christmas book because if she can bring as much heart and like you said kindness to the graphic novels then I'm really excited of what she's going to bring to this novella oh um, I think she does and more I'd say but yeah, uh, yeah so that's that's my first one very good lovely stuff <laughs> next up I've got um, Twas the Night Shift Before Christmas by Adam Kay. Now, have you read This Is Going to Hurt by Adam Kay? Yes, and I've read that one as so, well. So This yeah. Is Going to Hurt by Adam Kay is one of my favourite books of all time. It is the <laughs> secret diaries of a junior doctor and what it's like to work as a junior doctor in the NHS um, in the UK. And it's full of trials and tribulations, like super high, hilarious highs, and very, very sad and emotional lows. Um, and I love that anyway. And then when I found out that there was going to be a sort of Christmassy edition of this book brought out with excerpts from his diary that's based around Christmas, I was like, well, that's going to be my perfect book surely yes. because I find Adam Kay so funny his turn of phrase I've I've been reading his book and literally just sitting in the bath howling with laughter and David sort of knocked on the door and said everything all right in there and I've just been laughing same as I've listened to the audiobook as well because I loved it so oh, much oh really does he narrate the audio yeah book? he does oh, and he's great. so good at delivery his delivery sort of sits somewhere between like Alan Carr and Joe Lysett it's just oh, very really? like yeah oh, I must listen to that it's, it's fantastic so and I'm actually planning on listening to the audiobook of this this year and um, because I read this last year but yeah if you are if you were a fan of this is going to hurt then th this Christmas one is just extended sort of bonus package of Christmassy bits for that and also just to hear about the inner workings of of a hospital on Christmas is very interesting yeah. um so yeah I really liked it how did you get on with it yes I really enjoyed it I think I had hyped the first one up so much that that Christmas one wasn't quite as as good for me yeah. but I think that's that's the problem with hype in your mind you're expecting your ribs to break because you're laughing so much <laughs> um and that's a bit unfair to the author as well really but uh, no I did enjoy it we did it as a book club 
choice last last Christmas. Oh, nice. Was quite nice, especially it's a busy time. Well, normally a busy. Yeah, because it's not. And, and again, this is another one that I'd sort of feel like you could you could do as a little stocking filler. It's 142 pages, and it's actually a smaller book than than most. So it's a it's a little short read. But um, yeah, I I loved it, and I'm looking yeah. forward to listening to it this year. That's a, yes, I must I must look into that. I never even thought about the audiobook version. <laughs> so the next one, I'm actually dusting off my Kindle, which I very, very rarely oh, wow. use. But I'm going to hold it up. It's called Joy to the World. I've never even heard of it. By Jodie Taylor. So this is only available as a, a ebook or an audiobook. Right. Um, it's about 40 pages long. It's quite short. Jodie Taylor is an author I really like. She uh, She's bonkers. She writes about a series called St Mary's that are time travelling historians and, and they're brilliant. Really good, strong female character, completely different to what, anything I would normally read. And she's right. a very funny person. She's also written this series called Throgmorton Farm, uh, which I haven't read. And this is the new one that's just come out as part of that. But you don't I haven't read the others and, and I don't think you need to. Okay. Um, but it's a story about a girl called Joy who is struggling to get on with her parents. She's she's growing up and it's just at that age where uh, their, their views on what you should do and how much time you should spend on screens and all that sort of thing uh, don't quite meet with hers. And she's struggling to sort of fit in. Um, and she actually finds herself in a very difficult position, quite a dangerous position. And a character comes that actually apparently started, came out in the first book of this series, and it's a golden horse. Right. And the golden horse is called Thomas, which I just thought this, this sounds bonkers to me. <laughs> but it is the loveliest, most heartwarming, joyful, memorable story, I think. And, and I like these short stories that you can just get through. Yeah. Um, and sort of one sitting type yes, thing. Yes, yes. By the tree, cup of mulled wine, yeah. sit and Why enjoy not? it. Yes, and I I would definitely now go back and read the others in the series. Oh, cool. Um, so, yes, that's something a bit different. So that's Joy to oh, the World. Oh, I'll definitely bear that in mind. Joy to the World by, by Jodie, Jodie Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Lovely. So that's my book number two. Okay, so next one, book number three. It's a book I've already mentioned already today on, on this here <laughs> podcast, and it's The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe um, by C.S. Yes. Lewis. So as I said, this is one of my earliest reading memories. Um, but there is, although the bit about Christmas in here isn't massive, mm. it's so evocative of like, reading about Christmas when I was younger and also my sister and I had the VHS of a, um, a version of this adapted into um, a, a, a BBC drama. Yes, I remember Do you remember it. that? It was, yes. it's, it's quite, I mean, I can't oh. even remember when it was made. It must be like early 90s. Um, and we used to love watching that. And the Christmassy scene in that where they they get out and, and Father Christmas has, has, has come along and bought them all gifts and, and their gifts are all so um, particular to that child. And mm. yeah, and the snow in it and just Narnia it all just really brings sort of like Christmassy memories like childhood Christmassy memories to me so I couldn't really not bring it in even though it's not yeah. a Christmas book no, um, the, right. the bits about Christmas in there are just so um so nostalgic for me um that I had to I had to mention it but you were nodding along there with the uh, with the BBC drama you've seen it as well have you yes oh I can remember some of the really sort of heart-stopping moments of that and drama. scary it felt really yes. scary didn't it yes I yeah I, I still <laughs> can remember that I'm not good with scary things and I remember that it, it's funny because 
you almost I almost think that everybody's read that book but there must be people that still haven't experienced the the joys of that and the whole series as well True, yeah I've still never got my way through the whole series I've um I had a um oh, what do you call it when they put them all together anthology is that the same thing when it's when you've got so it was all all of the Narnia series in in one big book Um, and I started it from the beginning and was sort of like just thinking oh when am I going to be on the line the witch and the wardrobe and then got to (laughs) them never never carried on past it so yeah have you read all of them yes but I listened to the audiobooks of the other ones um and I I probably couldn't distinguish each one individually now because it's some time in my mind since I since I read them but they're all lovely and just escapism and um, a bit like Lord of the Rings. Is uh, is there any other Christmassy aspects in any of the other books in the series? Not that I'm remembering but that's relying upon my memory which (laughs) I (laughs) will no I don't believe so. Let, let's let's say that I don't believe so but I'm sure I'll be proved horribly wrong <laughs> actually there's a whole there's a whole book based entirely on Christmas day but I think that's a lovely one as well because someone could get it as a Christmas present and read it during the Christmas holidays oh and, absolutely yeah oh, it's just it's just nostalgia I really link up mm. nostalgia with Christmas and that feels very Christmassy and again about the anticipation like so in Narnia I mean people must be aware of the the, the, the slight storyline surely but in yeah. in Narnia the the white witch has made it so it's always winter and never Christmas so when Christmas is finally there it's unbelievable yes. and uh yeah I'm sure this year's seemed quite long to some people and this uh this is going to feel like it's, it's never Christmas and it will be Christmas yeah. soon that's true actually that's very significant and um yes I may have to go back and read it all over again such <laughs> a joy the old TBR is getting very long for December yeah. it looks like <laughs> now this one is different uh, different in a good way. It's by oh, okay. Val McDermott, and she Ooh. has just uh, published this called um, "Christmas Is Murder," a chilling short story collection. Oh, so lovely! A lot of the books that I love for Christmas are m- children's mid-grade, some YA as well. So it's I always have to think about other people and buying presents for others who might not want to read those sort of books. And this one, first of all, has the most beautiful cover. It's really and the front cover is absolutely. Nice wonderful and Val McDermott is known as the the queen of crime she's a very accomplished writer and so I thought well I've got to give this one a a try I've been reading quite a few different Christmas books and crime books over the last few weeks to to get my shortlist and this one really stood up because for me some crime short stories are just a bit insipid yeah um, and they've just thrown in the Christmas connection just to try and sell some books. And I don't think this is. Yes, it's. Got oh, some... I'm really excited about this. I think I'm going to go and order this now. <laughs> well, and it's a good present as well, I think. For I've people. never read any Val McDermott either. I've got a lot of hers, but I'm ashamed to say I haven't read hers. So again, I thought, well, this is a good way. And, and I yeah, find this is, yeah. with some crime writers who have a big series of books. It's almost it's waiting for that circus wheel to stop to jump on. When do I jump on? When which book do I read? Do I go back to the very beginning and then know I've got to read? you know 20 books in in the series because if I find a book I love I'm going to be reading all of those books yeah um so I thought this is a good way to just sort of dip your toe in um and for me it really confirmed what a what a great author she is and as I say I think it's a good one for um people in the family that like crime books or want something a bit more gutsy yeah. from, from their Christmas book it's uh, got some of the uh, police uh cast from her different series of books so if you like her writing 
you would You'll recognize those yes people, yeah. but it didn't stop me enjoying it at all um i think some are quite gruesome some are intriguing there's different ranges um i just thought it was yeah a good read oh great and you've really you've really sold it to me with saying that Christmas isn't just sort of shoehorned in the fact that it's built around Christmas I really appreciate that and I do not appreciate it when that happens in books and I feel like that's why I've swerved there's a lot because if, if you're looking for Christmas reading there's so many sort of romance books around this time of year that you could you could get into but the very few I've read of those have been very much the, the Christmas has been shoehorned in as a, some of the publishers read it and thought well this is okay yeah. but I think we can make this into a Christmas book set it set, put stick a Christmas tree in there so I yeah. really really appreciate it when a book feels Christmassy and it doesn't feel like a, a last minute thing that that Christmas has been added in I think there's such a gap in the Christmas market I just yeah. want a Christmas book I, I don't yeah. and some of the crime collections I've been so disappointed with yeah I've um I've tried to slog my way through um one of the the ones that are very very nice front covers yes they send the very nice front covers is it the British Library yes uh, there's crime, the, or winter those... crime or something and just not got on with those at all so yeah oh I'm, I'm really excited about that Van McDermott book I'm gonna go and uh, have a look for it uh, afterwards well it's nice like... for the cover alone I think yes well, there we go <laughs> yes so what's your number four my number four is one that uh, although I have the hard copy of I've never made my way through the whole hard copy of it but I listen to it on audio every year and have done for three years and that's Christmas Days by Jeanette Winterson so the, oh. the front cover of this is just lovely and it's a lovely lovely gift to give it's a naked hardback a navy blue naked hardback with all this white Christmassy mm. holly and little beauty beautiful front cover snowflakes yes, etc but what this is is this is a selection of 12 short stories um that you can read on the run-up to um christmas and it's interspersed with um some some recipes and a sort of memoir aspect to Jeanette Winterson's life so it would be a um a recipe that reminds her of something around Christmas that happened to her and she'll she'll discuss that so for instance she used to spend Christmas with the author Ruth Rendell um oh, and, wow. uh, yeah I know and um she she talks about Ruth Rendell's I think it's I think it's cabbage she talks about Ruth Rendell's red cabbage so <laughs> you'll read a short story by her then you'll read um a uh, an excerpt of what it was like spending Christmas with Ruth Rendell and then there'll be a recipe in there so it's it's really really lovely some of the stories are really spooky there's like a there's a ghostly aspect to like two or three of these stories and, and a few of them are <laughs> really scary so uh, there's uh yeah there's there's that but I know that I mean I'm not into horror and scary stuff but I know that there's a lot of that whipped up with Christmas like ghost stories at Christmas and things like that so I was able to get through them but but spooky but yeah it's just a lovely 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 thing that you can listen to and what I've tended to do is listen to one of the short stories on the way home from work so by the time I get home from work I'm feeling either totally terrified by some <laughs> of the ghost stories or feeling really Christmassy there's a really really lovely story about um snowmen come into life and these sort of like anthropomorphized snowmen and like it's just it really does have everything in there in terms of stories so it's a lovely lovely one have oh, you read it no I haven't and you've sold it to me but it's I do really lovely I think I'd go for the audio version so I can listen to it when I'm uh, outside and being brave <laughs> it's not I, I feel like I've sold it like it's all scary it's not it's just there's 12 stories in there and I would say two or three of them are on the spooky side of life um but yeah that's uh but but it, they, they're very they're very well written I mean Jeanette Winters and stuff always is but yeah, yeah it's a lovely thing and like to hear little excerpts of people's Christmas lives I love hearing about that whenever I talk to people about Christmas I'm always like so what do you do on Christmas Eve um, yes. and it's lovely to hear that 
from her and like past Christmas she's had and things like that. So yeah, really, really would recommend it. And the audio book in particular is great. Well, I was just thinking I'd like the audio book, but actually the book itself looks so The book itself is lovely and it's got some really nice sort of um, like not illustrations, but like, um, I think these are called like yes. book plates, which go ahead of stories and things like that. Really, oh, really lovely. Nice. And I think it would be a lovely gift to give somebody on the run yes. after Christmas. But um, yeah, the, oh, the audio book good. itself is also very good. But that's more uh, an adult book than Yes, a, definitely, yes. yes. Particularly Great. some of those scary stories. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently I'm an adult and I don't do scary. So there we go. <laughs> so my next book is another crime one. Lovely. Now, this is called Ryan's Christmas by L.J. Ross. I don't know if you've heard about L.J. Ross. No. Um, So she has published, oh, 16, 17, maybe more books in this series. She's self-published. She got offered a publishing deal, but decided to do it on her own. She's sold millions. Wow. um, And now she's got her own imprint. So she's a huge success story. And it's really good to have a sort of a strong female pioneering that, which I think is is great. Um, These series of books are based in Northumberland and the main guy is DCI Ryan. Um, I like them because they're very atmospheric. Some of them are a bit scary for me, yeah. but they're but they're good. She's got good characters in there. And when I saw that this had just been published, this Christmas one, I thought, right, I'm going to read it. It's just under 200 pages, so it's not a novella, but you could you can get through it quite quickly. Yeah. But what I like about it is, first of all, you don't have to have read any in the series to enjoy it. But it's a good crime book based at Christmas. So it's got all the components that I'd like from a crime book. You've got the well-plotted, good twists and turns, good uh, reveal at the end of of who done it. And I haven't found that before with a full Christmas book. Um, So this, for those reasons, I'd say if you're a crime fan, then this is a good one to have. It'll give you a taste of LJ Ross and her writing to see if you like it. Um, And it's a good, it's a good whodunit, but simple under 200 pages. It's not going to, um, you know, send your brain into a fog because it's so complex. So it's just, it's a good Christmas read. And in the same way that it's part of a series, you could read that without having read any of the previous books in the series. Absolutely. There's no need to to read any of those. And I have read some of them, but I haven't read all of them. And I could still read that and enjoy it. It's very oh, much right. not giving anything away as to what the other books in, include. So, oh, very good. Yes, A good intro to the series four. then. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that's so another I'm one on more. to my last one now. Yes, go on. Go and on. And it's one that five. I'm reading at the moment. And I think there won't be any sort of surprises that this is this has appeared. But it's Nigel Slater's The Christmas Chronicles. So this is, and I described this last year when I included it in my best books of the year. This is a complete Christmas gift. So it is a collection of recipes and um, memoir memoir type extracts um, from from Nigel Slater and it reads like a diary so it starts on the 1st of November um, where you start talking about uh, Nigel's preparations for Christmas and how he gets prepared um, and it includes recipes that he'll eat on the run-up to Christmas and then what he eats over Christmas and then like follows it right until almost the end of winter um, the other side of Christmas so it's it's a it's an investment piece and if, if you read it like I read it which is I'm reading the excerpts from the day that it is so for instance yeah today I mean there's 
spoiler today is the 15th of november this is uh, we've recorded this ahead of time well, well in advance yeah. um this is 15th of november so today's exa is about frost fairs and braised brisket so there'll be a little bit in there about frost fairs and then there'll be a recipe for, for braised brisket um and it's lovely i listened to the audio of it last year and loved it loved it mm. so much that i could not wait to to read it this year and i've been looking forward to it all year some of the i mean the the audiobook is brilliant nigel's voice is so soothing and the delivery is so wonderful and because it's excerpts from his memoirs it really it's really delivered lovely but the book itself has got some of the most beautiful food photography and just photography I've ever seen and some of the most Christmassy pictures I mean they're not all it's not all food there's some sort of like she says not being able to find one photo that doesn't involve food (laughs) I'll take your word for it it's just it's just a gift it's an absolute gift and uh yeah it just it's such a something that I can extend over a long period of time it's quite a big book by the look of it. It is, yeah, because each excerpt for the day is normally about two or three pages long. Um, and it goes from the 1st of November until the end of February. So, yeah, it, it keeps on giving even after even after Christmas. So. I like that because I've got a poetry book, but that doesn't start until the 1st of December. So I'm oh. having to hold back until I yeah, can Yeah, so it's just that. enough. And it's sort of, he's talking in there about um, getting booked in for a pantomime in November. And I was thinking, oh. yeah, because if you thought about that in December, you wouldn't be able to get booked in for a pantomime in December, would you? Everything would no. be gone. And he starts talking about... Um, collecting stuff for for Christmas this was yesterday's um uh um entry actually where he's talking about get everything out your cupboards have a look see what you've got lots of see what you've not got enough of and pick up bits on the run up to Christmas rather than do a massive big shop and I was like David I am gonna sort our our, uh, cupboards out this weekend Nigel's just inspired (laughs) it's a lovely lovely homely beautiful beautiful book and real real gift for me I've absolutely loved reading it and especially as it carries on, did you say, to the end of February? Yeah, so, so it carries wow. on the side as well with sort of like the, 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 and he talks very much about seasonal cooking and what you should be eating, what's in season. And I'm really into that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it very much to, to have that, to have Nigel with me for the next few months every day. Oh. It's not every day, actually. Like it sort of go, it will, it will happen for a week and then he'll skip a day. So you get a day's rest and then back on. Okay. But you don't have to read it like that. I just, I just love that sort of thing. I think that would be a great gift as well for a lot of people. It looks lovely as well. It's really lovely. A lot of naked hardbacks going on, isn't there? Naked hardbacks. Um, Beautiful with like this uh, bark print on the front. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Is it quite heavy as well? Yeah. yeah. So I sit with it open on on my lap. I put an instrumental Christmas playlist on and just read it to myself. Although the past two entries David said to me oh read it aloud so I've read it aloud to him and we've sat on the sofa and just uh, sat and enjoyed it oh lovely you could launch the audiobook version as well <laughs> oh I'd never do a nearly as good job as Nigel does <laughs> now my last book is something I never thought I would say as a top five right. but I'm going to say it so I I mean crikey years and years ago I used to like a chick lit book um, or uplit, as we call it these days. All um, oh, right. But these, I don't, I don't enjoy them very much uh, anymore. I've tried a few, never got on with them. But with Christmas and only so many books being published this year, I had limited choice. Yeah. So I got some and I read them, and none of them I enjoyed until I got to this one. Oh, good. And actually, I did hear her being interviewed by Graham Norton, which sort of kind of eased me into the story oh, a bit. Okay. 
but this is Millie Johnson and she's written a book called I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Lovely. Millie Johnson writes a lot of these sorts of books. This is completely yeah. standalone. Um, and in some respects, it is twee. Six people get marooned in snow uh, at a hotel. They've all got different things that they want to be getting on with and yet they have to spend Christmas together. And it's about how they learn more about themselves and maybe somebody else that they might be with or not and how they get on as a group. And it's just lovely. And oh, actually, lovely actually, is what you want, though, isn't it? Well, yes. And I almost shed a tear at the oh, end. Oh, really? Which is, yes, which was may, maybe I was just having one of those days. I don't know. But it stood up. So oh, that's really good. Yeah. And I think a lot of people want this sort of book for Christmas. Absolutely. Um, and so I thought, well, I've got to include it for that. And uh, yes. So there we go. Millie Johnson's I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Oh, great. Day. And that's out this year? Yes. So all Amazing. of those have just been published. I do have to be very sneaky because I know I said five books. You want to sneak in one? Well, I'm just going to see if you've ever heard of this because this is one that we read as a family every year. No, I haven't. However, I follow Scarlett Curtis on um, on Instagram and I saw and, and Emma Freud, who is Richard Curtis's wife. <sighs> and I saw that they shared a picture of this and I thought this was new out this year. But yep. it's, not, it's been around for a long time, has it? Yes, it's one we read. It's by Richard Curtis, who obviously has written a lot of the very well-known films. It's yeah. called The Empty Stocking. It's a children's book, but there's quite a lot of words on it. So normally at Christmas, I'd say, right to the kids, choose five, six books and we'll read them together. When you're doing this, you say only one book. Because right. otherwise, <laughs> you'll this be there. five or six books. Yes, books exactly. But it's a story about twins, two sisters, um, and it's just got beautiful, um, honest sort of drawings in. And the end is just oh, wonderful. Rich, it's a Richard Curtis ending, is it? it? It is. It absolutely is. And it's just quite a small book, about 40 pages long. Oh, amazing. Oh, it's just... It's just oh, you've a... created a little Christmas shopping list for me. There's a few <laughs> books there I'm going to want to read in December that I, I didn't know about. So, yeah. I, will, so I uh... had to stick that one in just because I thought it's got it's Christmas and it's got to be mentioned that's the first one we pull out every year to read together it's oh great lovely. oh yeah well, I'll need to get my mitts on that as well but how, how bizarre that I've, that's only come into my sort of awareness and then you've you've included it here but isn't that Christmas the way? miracle yeah, hey! <laughs> but you you know there are some books where I think there can't be a person on the planet who hasn't heard yeah of this book. like Eleanor Oliphant you think everybody's heard of that mm. book and then you see someone with a photo of it saying oh I've just got this book what is it worth reading yeah it's mind-blowing really that there's always new books for us to discover which is great so, Lauren, thank you so much. It's been lovely talking it's to you. It's been so lovely and Christmassy. And I've got, yeah. the, I've got the tree next to me with the lights on and just thinking about Christmas books. And it's just been lovely. I feel very, very festive. How about you? Are you feeling festive? I am feeling festive. I'm going to have to go and acquire the books that you've talked about as well. <laughs> they were wonderful. Um, I'm going to have to go and have a mince pie, I think, just yeah. to the festivities going. Only one. I think I'll have more than one. But no, that's... That's great. So um, if anybody wants to find you, you're at uh, your uh, YouTube, Lauren and the Books. Yeah. And you're on Instagram and I Twitter am. as well. Yeah. So I'm Lauren and the Books on Instagram, but Lauren the Books on Twitter. But go over to Instagram. That's where all the, the action's happening if you're not, <laughs> if you're not subscribed on, uh, on YouTube. So. But thank you so much for having me. It's been a real, real treat. That's great. Thanks, Lauren. Take care. 
Oh, wasn't that amazing? Wow, that was so exciting to talk to Lauren and hear about all the books that, that she likes to read about uh, about Christmas time. And there's so many there. I've got some more added onto my list. And as I say, there's still time to, to get those orders in quickly. So I shall be going off to do that straight away. Um, and uh, now you know how early in advance I record these episodes. But, you know, I, the lengths I will go to to make sure you get your Christmas special. Whatever happens, it will be there. It will be done. So... All I need to say now is Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon because next week is my end of the year special where I'm going to be looking at 10 of my favourite books from the whole year. And we've got a brilliant author interview coming up as well. So you don't want to miss that. So have a great Christmas and I'll speak to you again soon. Take care now. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one, ever. See you again soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.